What happens when we misinterpret the obscure epistle of love, right? For our own selfish gain. Well, in here, it's Shakespeare, it's a comedy, so we get to watch the, uh, the repercussions of that. I, uh, I want to challenge us here before I pray. What happens when we don't share, right? We misinterpret the Sermon on the Mount, right? When we misinterpret the gospel message, when we don't share our wealth or share um, the power, when we don't share the resources, we're missing the kingdom that Christ was trying to really usher in for us. He modeled it. He shared, right? That's, and he invited us into doing that. So I think there's a really great opportunity here to connect the dots. And I love that Shakespeare has it as the obscure epistle of love. Love. All right, let me pray. Jesus, thank you. You brought right into our room an opportunity for us to share and I think some of us just need a healthy perspective and some healthy motivation. We can share. Sharing's great. Sharing keeps the dignity, keeps us away from pity, which might move us to sharing, but I want us, to, Lord, to, to share because of love and because of responsibility and because of opportunity and because we, we care. And guide us as we watch today, as we watch Malvolio in his selfish folly look like a fool. Pray that we would, in your mercy, open our eyes so we can see where we are misinterpreting your love letter for our own selfish gain, where we are fools. And that, that makes English class <laughs> worth it, <laughs> I think. In your name, Jesus, amen. All right. Any thoughts before we dive in here? All right, so what I'm going to do is going to use some time right now just to get us right up to Act 3, Scene 4, which was our homework for today. And then we're going to look at that scene, um, the reading of it and some of the language and the, the, the lines from it. And then we'll watch it. Sound good? Hello? We, yes. we good? Okay. I got one. All right. All right. Let's do it then. I'll stop talking. I think we saw this, right? Did we? Did they duke it out? They were yelling at each other, and right? Wasn't that yesterday? And then she came in and did this. Oh, sorry. Did we see the little interlude? Yes. The where he chased the chase scene. Yeah. Oh, we saw the chase scene. Oh, wrong way. So we saw the chase scene. Boom, boom. He's in disguise. What was that? Right about here? Right here? That's what I thought. I saw your niece do more favors to the town serving man than ever she bestowed on me. Hey. I saw it. In my car. Did she see the wild old boy? Tell me that. As plain as I see you now. <laughs> this was a great argument of Florida toward you. You make an ass of me. Yeah, <laughs> they will. She did show favor to the youth in your sight, only to exasperate you, to awaken your mouth's valor. Are we catching it? Why is Andrew leaving? He doesn't like it. 
But he doesn't like them, and it's, does he have a chance? He just got the door literally slammed on his face. Does he have a chance? No, no way. He's like, I'm out of here. This is crazy. I don't like being here. It's not, I'm not having it. Really, it's not working. I'm out. Right? They're trying to get him to stay, and they're saying stuff like, no, 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 she's just playing hard to get. Is Olivia just playing hard to get with Andrew? No. Well, n no, but like, yeah, like really hard to get. <laughs> like, no way is it going to happen hard to get, right? Yeah? So they're trying to use that to motivate him to stay. Why do you think they want him to stay? Exactly, right? They're mooching. You should then have a costume and bang the unit in darkness. You are now sailed into the north for my latest opinion. Unless you do, we deal it by some laudable attempt at either valor or policy. It must be with valor. For policy, I hate. And it's the pure politicians. politician. Now, why then? Challenge the council to fight with it. Hurting in 11 places was my initial technology. And there is no love broker in the world can more prevail with woman than report of valor. Right, ladies? Well, either of you bear me a challenge to him. Go write it in a martial hand. Because and brief. It's no matter how witty, so it be eloquent. About it. Taunt him with a license of ink. Where are the legends? All the curriculum. This was a dear mannequin to you, to tell me. I've been dear to him, lad. Some 2,000 strong or so. Did we do our homework and look up mannequin? You don't have to raise your hand. Safe classroom, right? But does anybody catch what mannequin means? Then let's all go here, page 165. Because remember, we're looking up the words we don't know. Because Shakespeare doesn't waste words. Zoomers are in the class. What's mannequin? Somebody say it out loud. Line 50. Puppet. Puppet. Remember, this is Act 3. Remember Act 3? Climax. And then here we go. Clarity. Right? Clarity. It's nice and clear now, isn't it? Do they really want Andrew around because they like him as a friend? No, you already mentioned it. He pays for the alcohol. He's a tag-along. Whatever, he's rich. He's got privilege. We'll use that. So much so that Toby literally says it out loud on stage. Yeah, he's just my little puppet. I've already got 2,000 pounds out of him. We'll keep going as long as we can. All right? We good? Yeah. But why does Toby need him? He's there under his niece, Olivia, but Olivia, that's what Malvolio was doing at the drunken party. Hey, if you don't clean up, Olivia said she's going to kick you out. Does that make sense? So that, right? And so he's like, there's, it's tense. And she's, I think she's kind of sick of him, right? Like, I'm done with this. And so he's thinking, if I can get Andrew to stay, then he'll pay for the alcohol, not my niece. And if I can get them married, there we go. Then, of course, I'll stay because I'm, you know, best friends with Andrew, right? So... He's, it's all manipulation. Does that make sense? Yeah, good question. Yeah? Um, One more time? Yeah, did anybody catch how they're actually, is that what your question is? How are they actually getting him to stay? How do you switch? Yeah, what do you got? No, yeah, totally. That's not, yeah, you got it. 
right? They're like, hey, she's just playing hard to get. So here's the thing. He's really getting in your way of love, isn't he? So why don't you challenge him to a duel? Now, we're going to talk a little bit about this when we get to scene four. But there's two types of duels, right? I'm not throwing away my shot, right? There's a duel to the death where you're basically going to kill someone because life's better without them or they're getting in the way of what you want. Then there's a duel of honor, which is technically the Hamlet duel where you've dishonored me, so we're going to fence with blunted weapons, and if I win the bout, then I get my honor back, but no one had to die. This, what, what type of duel? Anybody catch what type death. of duel? What was that? To the death, to the death right? Because, yeah, you show Olivia how much you love her. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say it without laughing, really. How much you love her, that you'd be willing to die for her. That'll impress her. Well, I, I catch you like, yes, but wait, you're going to kill who to win her love? Cesario, which is who Olivia what? That's going to win her love? You kill the person she loves, that's going to get her to love you? <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> yeah. I thought, sorry, you said, um, you said Cesario is, um, the stranger wants to fight, or they want him to fight Orsino, right? No, Cesario. Oh, because, so they know now that Cesario and yeah. Olivia love each other? Well, and that's why Andrew's out. Andrew's like, I'm out of here. She, she's done more favors to the Count's serving man than she does for me. Oh, okay, because I, I thought it was uh, Orsino for a second. Like, I knew yeah. that Orsino liked her, so they were going to go fight Orsino. Yeah, which that would make actually more sense, wouldn't it? Although, how would Andrew do against Orsino? <laughs> right, no way. But they're telling him to fight Cesario. They're saying, why don't you fight Cesario? Kill that guy, because that's who she loves, and then that'll impress her, right, ladies? <laughs> but no, I'm glad, that's why we're doing all this. It's like, oh, yeah. And I can see why you would think that. And isn't that the most logical conclusion? Go kill Orsino. He's the one who's wooing her. Thanks for your patience. No problem. Uh, Claire Bittner and Anastasia Dallas. All right. Cheers. Peace, peace. Although, although I don't want you guys to miss this scene. So. Do they have to go, like, right now? Yeah, they probably do, yeah. Okay, peace out. Oh, bummer. <laughs> All right. Other questions? That was great. Do, does that make sense now? Yeah, so it's, it's the duel. It's the classic duel for honor and duel for love. And I'm going to kill you for love. And how dare you take my girl, and, right? I mean, to bring it to Wanglish, it's, yeah, we're going to meet after school. And we're going to, like, fight it out because you're taking, you asked the girl out that I like. And I'm going to beat you up. And that will impress her and I win. Yeah? Now, the one that they're saying is, yeah, is a duel to the death. Which, do they really want it to be a duel to the death? I don't think so. Uh, you could interpret it that way, but really, they're just doing this for fun. It's another practical joke, right? Your governor is trying to kill him. He is in the Uh-oh. Cross Oh dear, page 170, here it comes, oh no, here it comes. Oh no, Melodia, sweet Look. lady. He's trying to smile. Smiles thou, 
I said fully upon a sad occasion. Sadly, I could be sad. I could be sad. This does make some obstruction in the blood. This cross-guttering. But what of that? If it please the eye of one, please one and please all. Why, how dost thou, man? What is the matter with thee? Not lack in my mind. Oh, no, in my legs. Oh, no. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And Look at her, she's like, what the heck? Shall be executed. <laughs> we do know sweet Roman hand. She's like, the letter? Look at her, she's like, what? Let's go. Mm. We'll talk to you today, my father. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh. Ah! Who's following communication? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> yeah, she's like, did you do your temperature check this morning for COVID? <laughs> right? Like, she's like, hey, you maybe you should go lie down. Are you sick? Because he's acting crazy, right? Are you sick? So she says, why don't you go to bed? That's what she says. What did he hear? Let's go right now. You, you want to hop in a sack right now? Okay, let's go. <laughs> no! <laughs> How are we doing? Amazing. Come to the. No. She's like, what is wrong? Look, she wrote the letter. Ridiculous boldness before my lady. Be not afraid of greatness. Oh. Twas well writ. What means that by that? So much you have greatness. And so of greatness. Oh, dear! Whoa! Go to the Look at him! This is very midsummer Catching what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's looking pretty foolish right now. And that was really awkward, wasn't it? Like the boldness that he came to her with, right? So much so that what does she say? She's, so Cesario is at the door. She's like, Cesario's back? Um, I gotta go see Cesario, right? Because she's all in love, hoping that he's, she, she, she's back. And she's leaving. What does she say? Yeah, right? Like, hey, have Toby. So this guy's crazy. He's lost it. 
Have Toby watch him? Good idea or bad idea? Yeah, she just put, she just gave authority to drunk Uncle Toby to watch over Malvolio. Ooh, that's not good, is it? And by the way, it's okay. We got to find out kind of funny, not funny. I mean, no, yes. I, we're mixed there, aren't we? I mean, is it kind of funny to watch? Yes. A little bit? Although, would you want to be in his shoes doing that? Is it funny? Yes, no. <laughs> We're still on that edge, right? Like, the letter, he's finding the letter and he looks like a fool. We can all laugh at that on some level, but it's like, ah, oh, bummer. But we shouldn't, it's a joke and we shouldn't make fun of him and they shouldn't do it, so it's wrong. The yellow socks and all the boldness, it's like, oh. <laughs> Seeing it live on stage, oh, man. But can you imagine seeing this in the senior lounge with someone? Oh, that'd be so funny. It would be incredibly funny on one hand, unless it was the, you were the one who was getting tricked. Would that be funny? No. Now we're starting to catch that tension a little bit, right? The consequences are getting bigger, aren't they? All right. Well, she says, he's lost it. He's crazy. Go have Toby look over, over him. So Maria runs to get Toby. And I find this intriguing now. Toby and Maria are going to come and talk to him. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Have you heard the language Jove and stuff over and over? In here, they have him jump and say, God, I thank thee. But it's actually Jove. So he's been praising fate and chance and Jove, this kind of pagan deity language. This language right now in this scene, like it's devils and hell and demons. That's not pagan. So there's an interesting switch here. They're basically going to imply that he's demon-possessed. And they're going to mess around with him a little bit, like tease him for being demon-possessed. And he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm not demon-possessed, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Madeira. Right? Isn't that wild? But in these next scenes, we get heaven and hell and all those types of things, right? So Shakespeare's using that all for our advantage, where you have the Christian almost claiming a pagan deity, and maybe for the rules, but also it makes me wonder, like, really, does he really believe in God? <laughs> kind of wonder, right? Nice catch. Other thoughts? Let it roll? Do we know what we're going to see now? Is they're going to come in and tease him about being demon-possessed? The nearest sanctity, all the devils of hell possess him. I'll speak to him. There it is. How is it I discard you. Excuse me, my lady prays you to have a care of him. Does she so? Defy the devil. I know what you say. Now you and you speak ill of the devil. It takes the heart. Carry his horse to the wife. It's all done tomorrow morning. My lady would not lose him for more than our stay. I am a sure lord. What did he just call them? Things. Yeah, idle, shallow things. As he's walking up the stairs, smiling. 
looking down on them. Oh, it's brilliant, right? I mean, look at him even now on the TV screen. Get him to pray. Get him to pray, which they're joking, right? But look at him. Pray? <laughs> I don't need to pray. You are idle, shallow things. I'm not of your element. Oh, hello. Someone's coming to join us. Sia's joining us. Woo! Right? Hi, Sia. How you doing? All right. Good to have you. Everybody say hi to Sia. Hi, Sia. <laughs> we are on page 175 of the book. It's Act 3, Scene 4. Let's all go here. Act 3, Scene 4, Line 118. Everybody go there with a pen or a pencil. You need to catch this. I mean, look where we are in the play. Act 3, Scene 4. We're like right in the middle. Climax. Your idle, shallow things. Is that his line, actually? Wait, what page is it? Yeah, this is page 175, Act 3, Scene 4, Line 118. Your idle, shallow things. Look what he says here. Go hang yourselves. They cut that line. I see why. He literally, from the stairs here, if they did the full line, why don't you guys just go kill yourselves? You're just things. I'm so much better than you. You don't, you don't even deserve to be alive. Who? Remember what I said earlier about what we say reveals a lot about us? You don't have to raise your hand, and please don't use names, but what kind of person says, go kill yourself? And then if, you do, if you're going to say it like this, oh, he's just kidding? Even worse, we don't joke about suicide, right? Ah, the horror. Now, I think we don't have to make a direct connection, but we could easily make a pretty profound connection here with the cyberbullying and the texting and the tweeting. There are people who do kill themselves because of the bullying, the, let's use the word, the aggression, or the day-after-day micro-aggression. I was at a funeral for a Wheaton Academy student who took his life two years after he was at this school. And I remember doing lunches with him, and he came on one of my adventure trips. He said, I was bullied every single day at this school, every day. All right? People had told him he should just kill himself because his life was worthless. Who says this stuff? 
By the way, this is our Puritan, our extremist Christian in the play. Thoughts, questions, comments? I'm glad they cut it on one hand. I hate those types of lines. No one should ever, ever, ever say something like that. And if you need to go say you're sorry to someone, do it today, if you've said it. It'd be a good use of your time. Yeah? Yeah, it's probably happening today. I hope it's not in my room, because if I find out it's in my room, you're out. <laughs> I, have, I have below zero tolerance, like zero tolerance for bullying. It should never happen. And, and the term that's now floating around our school, microaggression, exactly. That's the stuff. It's the little comment that we kind of laugh at, right? We, this school should have zero bullying. And if you think that's a high calling, it is, exactly. It should have zero. No one should ever walk onto a Christian campus and get bullied, period, zero. I mean, defend it. Say, oh, but Mr. Dominguez, yeah, someone should get bullied. Go for it. Like, does that work? <laughs> we haven't raised the standards high enough for our school. There should be zero bullying. And by the way, wouldn't it be nice to come to a school, and for at least six hours of your day, you didn't get bullied. On a big level, on a physical level, but on the microaggression level, with the side comments or the glances or whatever. Wouldn't it be, like, seriously, wouldn't it be nice? You want kingdom come, thy king, there's no bullying in heaven. There's no microaggression in heaven. So let's have none here, right? Does that make sense? But Eric, I want to ask you back. Do you think it still happens at Wheaton Academy? Good. But Good. Yeah. Yeah. So let's now. I'm gonna take a little risk here. I'm gonna. Is it okay? So if I screw this up, can you let me know? But let me like try to capture like, how frustrating it must be for the people maybe in the room right now to hear that, right? If they're getting bullied, because you're like, what? You don't see it, and it happens to me every day. Does that make sense? So I appreciate your honesty there because I'm glad you're not seeing it. And it hopefully, it probably means you're not doing it, which is great. Right? Yeah. But is it still there? Yeah. So let's connect the dot. There are people that we can be like, I don't, racism, where? I'm not racist. I don't see it anywhere. Are we connecting a dot there? Is that, is that okay, the way that I tried to connect it? I was like, yeah, it's happening. We need to wake up. We need to see it and maybe even look for it or at least start talking more about it. Is that fair? Yeah. I think there's a, an interesting flip there. And I think the, the racism is a form of bullying. Does that make sense? And I think that's what we need to definitely deal with racism, period. But my hope is that when my children come here, they don't get bullied, <laughs> period. I don't want any bullying to happen, let alone racism. Is that thoughts on that? Comments? Anybody? I'm glad that it's not just like something that you see and like I feel like a lot of people if they saw bullying or saw racism, they would like say something about it. But 
Yeah. Good. It does have, I think the key here is we've got to call out the smaller stuff, the just kiddings, or the ones that we think are funny. That's the key, right? And then there's a flip side of that coin. I think some people don't know that what they're saying is actually bullying. That's just education. Does that make sense? I've got to educate my own children. You can't say that. It hurts people's feelings. Uh, but it's funny to you, <laughs> right? Now, this is not subtle. The irony of Shakespeare right now in Act 3 is they're literally bullying him. Does that make sense? But he's what? Clueless, right? It's entertainment. To flip that around, what's he doing back? He's re it's revealing his heart. He's cruel. He's a bully. He wants the power to be able to bully them. And now he thinks because Olivia loves him, he has that power all of a sudden. So now he's going to use his power to bully them. Yeah, I think one of the things that happened, Eric, if I can just take it one step further, it was senior year, it was a winter of trip. Some of you have heard about my sailing trips, right? I've done sailing trips. And uh, brought, so I had this group of 10 Wheaton Academy students in Florida at that time on a boat. And I set a really hardcore community code at the beginning. Like, no porn, no put downs, no bullying, right? No uh, mocking, all that kind of, we're gonna make this a really safe boat. And I was chatting with this student who was on that trip, and we were six days in, he says, Mr. D, I, I love these guys. I'm like, oh, awesome. He's like, this is the first time, so this was Winterham senior year, and this is the first time I've been with Wheaton Academy students who aren't bullying me. I said, five days? He's like, yes, it's been five days without bullying. I, st I wept, I started crying, I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I am so sorry that I teach at that school and I didn't know. He's like, well, hardly anybody knows. And if I talk about it, they bully me worse. I'm like, oh, the That's horror. Insane. What was that? I don't think they would people talk about it. Well, and that, but he's living in the fear, he's the bully, he's being bullied, so he's living in fear, right? It's, it's terrorism, right? Yeah. Well, it actually, in reality, could it get worse? If For, just don't deal with it. If, if, I think that's the issue, is that if people don't deal with it, it can get worse, right? That's the issue. But it was really, it was this beautiful moment and this horrifying, tragic moment for me as a teacher, right? And so I'm like, well, let's see if we can go the whole trip, right? And interestingly, there was uh, an incident on day eight of 10 where someone, it was an accident, they were kind of wrestling around but ripped his favorite shirt and it got it, they all got in a fight. And, but we processed it. But he was able to share that with the group saying, I love you guys and this was really hard and sorry I blew up on you and the other guy's like, sorry I ripped your shirt, etc." But he actually said it to them, he's like, thank you so much. I've had one week without bullying. Oh, so it wasn't like on What was that? It wasn't like actual, like, he didn't like purposely like rip it No, no, it was an accident, but they all kind of, he got mad because he loved his shirt and whatever. Yeah. There was a fight. But he was able to tell the group, thanks for making it safe for me for one week of my life on this adventure trip. Ah, the horror. Interestingly, he leaves Wheaton Academy, 
goes to a college and was so bullied there that he took his life. I got to speak at the funeral. What a horrible privilege, right? But that's part of why they asked me to speak. It was like this weird, they asked me to speak because he was so grateful that I gave him a week without bullying in his life. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with us, right? Anyways, all of that to say, I think you get, it doesn't, we're only act three. If you've read into act four yet, it, it ratchets up even higher. Does that make sense? Like they take it even further. So we're not off topic right now. Does that make sense? What would it take, you guys? What would it take? I'm going to plant this question for now or later. What would it take to get bullying at Wheaton Academy down to zero every day? <laughs> right now, ready? If you think it's impossible, yeah. So we need who to help us? God. God. That's the only way it would stop, because we have to partner with the Holy Spirit to make it stop. And can it stop? I mean, it's not actually that complex. If everybody chose not to bully, it would instantly go away. <laughs> like boycotting a company. If nobody spent money there, it, the company's going to fold. What would it take? Be cool. Be awesome. I will say this, it does take one thing. I think I already talked about this story, but do you guys remember, if I didn't say it, it's worth saying again, even if I did. When Jesus walks into the house with the girl, the 12-year-old girl who's dead, and he says this line, she's not dead, she's asleep. Do you guys remember what they did towards Jesus in the house? They mocked him. They laughed at him and mocked him. Anybody know what the next sentence says in the Bible? No, that's, that's coming. He, he kicked them all out. <laughs> you mock Jesus and his kingdom worldview, you get kicked out. It says you are removed from the house. We don't do that. We don't take it seriously. Jesus did. Right? It says the same thing all through Proverbs. Yeah, give people second chances. Yeah, help people process their pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it does say very clearly, remove the mocker. Get them out. Because if you try to teach a mocker, they'll mock you. So just get them out. But we don't do it. We don't take it seriously. And it's in the Bible. Yeah? What does Jesus do with those who are using their power to oppress? He makes a whip and flips over tables. There are definite boundaries, right? Yeah, it's interesting. People get, kind of throw some of my reputation around as I'm so nice and I'm so sweet and Mr. D creates a safe classroom. Not for the bully. <laughs> if you, I mean, not that you want to do this, but if you want to see me, you, I got a big red button right here. It says verbal abuse on it. You press that button with someone in the room, I'll still love you, <laughs> but it's a different Mr. D. I know, right? We gotta protect. We gotta that is a form of love. And I'll you if you want back in my room, you can always come back. You just gotta promise not to do what? <laughs> Bully. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't want to get on some soapbox here. I'm trying to connect some dots, but are we tracking? I like that question. I really want to plant that question. What would it take to go from making potentially one classroom safe to making the whole school safe? What would that take? Yeah. I think if like, we also like personal like, responsibility in a way, like, I mean, like, if everybody was like held themselves accountable, which obviously like, isn't really like, too realistic, but like, if people did that, I feel like bullying would like decline. Or if like people like, who did bully, like, we didn't, we didn't like always just like judge them and see them as a bully. We didn't what? We didn't like judge them and see them as a bully, but like we saw like they were saying. Yeah. Well, how about this? If I said a comment that hurt your feelings, right? If I like, ah, dude, I screwed up. I'm so sorry. I made a huge mess. And I actually am sorry. And I stopped making comments. How are we doing? Could you potentially forgive me? Could we make this work? I think that's the issue. The mocker is someone who doesn't say they're sorry. Does that make sense? They don't care. And they just want to do their thing. Right? When, people, when bullies mess up and make mistakes and we educate them and they repent and say they're sorry, well, yeah, hang out. We're all going to screw up. <laughs> that's, that's the difference, I think, right? So there's discipline to help someone learn and grow, which means discipline means to learn. But then there's also boundaries to keep things safe, right? You gotta, if you're going to do that and you don't want to change, see ya. Does that make sense? You can go somewhere else. Go bully. You and your friends can go bully each other somewhere else. It's not us here. I think that would help a little bit, right? And so, yeah, we give space for people to learn and grow. We educate. We create opportunities if you make a mess to clean it up. But we also have to draw some boundaries, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the best way to point out? Best way to what? To, like, um, point out, like, someone's being, um, like, it's out. Oh, yeah, so how do we point it out? Do we point it out or call it out or what? Yeah. Is that kind of the question? What do we do with that? Any thoughts on that, guys? That's super hard, isn't it? Depends on the context. What was that? Depends on the context. I think it really does. It's go I think the best way. Hey. Hi, Mr. Dee. Sorry, I, w I have my mom called me in, but there was no one in the front office to write me like okay. a yellow piece of paper. So well, welcome to class. Yeah, you know, I was just working. <laughs> yeah, you were. You're coming from CDH. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to class. We're talking about bullying at Wheaton Academy because he just basically said, go kill yourselves to Maria and Toby. Go hang yourselves all. It's that one line from Act 3, Scene 4. Uh -huh. Brutal, right? Yeah. I, uh, I really appreciate what you said, Zechariah, right? The, uh, it's got to be relational. Every situation is different. So the best way to deal with bullying is to create a relationship culture where you're not just doing rules, because you'll screw that up too. Potentially even bully people with rules, right? <laughs> we need to create a relationship. And I would say behind the relationship, if it's not loving, what does Paul say? Without love, it's just what? Noise, right? Is that helpful? It's not necessarily specific, but... I think relationship. I would say if I see, when I see bullying, I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. You just said something that, like, wait, okay, ready? Two years ago it happened in class uh, with some students that you guys know. We were down in the room, and it was during Henry V, and someone said, it was right at the opening of class, someone said something about women. And I was like, I didn't hear it completely, right? 
most students don't know I'm like 60% deaf in my left ear. They don't always hear everything. I said, whoa, time out. I didn't hear it. You four are laughing at something. She is not laughing. I need to know what happened so that we can address this. <laughs> so it's just time out. What just happened? Now, could the people over here just lie? Yeah, and actually, they did. They lied and said, no, 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 we, I, we didn't say that. And over here, this girl said, no, they just said this. They're like, no, no, we didn't say that. We said this. Does that make sense? Now, what do I do? Yeah, we have to, I want to go like, okay, I believe you, and I'm not calling you liars. But yeah, I was just going to say, but something happened here that wasn't healthy and uplifting and honoring. Anyway, we slice it. So this needs to stop. Well, the next day, something happened again, and I did hear it, and I was like, what? <laughs> no way. What was that? Yeah, they did another comment, because they got away with the one the day before. Right? They did another comment. And so I, I addressed it. Now, there's two things. If they did the comment, and it was, no offense here, but like if you said a comment about her, and you two are the only ones who heard it, is it necessarily a public issue? No. So if this happened here, we'd be like, okay, guys, let's, let's figure this out. Right? And we would deal with the issue in probably a more private way. With that one, it was across the room, and the whole room heard it. So if you make a mess, and if you spill on someone, or if you spill on someone, you got to clean up the mess, right? Here, it was like taking paint and going all over the whole room. Where's the mess? Everywhere. Everywhere. So where do we need to clean it up? Everywhere. So I think that's another principle. Private stuff, handle in private, deal with it, navigate it. If it doesn't work, what does the Bible say? Keep going until it's dealt with, all the way up the power chain, right? But for me, I was like, this is a public situation. You made a public issue. We stopped. We addressed it. And I basically just said to them, why? Why are you saying these things to women? Why are you saying this to her in my class? I'm not going to tolerate that. You're not allowed in my room if you're going to keep doing this. And you need to apologize right now publicly and agree to not do it again and ask how you can repair the damage. <laughs> By the way, do we stop class? and deal with stuff like that on a regular basis? Do we stop the hallway? Do we stop the lunch? Do we stop the bus? Do we stop life to deal with the issue? Sometimes, I think rarely, right? We just, oh, okay, oh, sorry, and then we move on. Versus, no, let's get to the bottom of this and change the behavior. In that scenario, the student said, he was sorry. And I asked why he did it. And here's what the interesting thing. This is now, again, full circle, direct connection to Shakespeare. Oh, I was, I mean, I was just being stupid. I was just being silly. I was just making a joke. Okay? Anybody know the verse in Proverbs that talks about just kidding? Oh, we got to look it up. Go look it up. All I have to do is type in firebrand. Anybody know what a firebrand is? It's an arrow that you dip in tar and you light it on fire and you shoot it at someone. Proverbs says, Solomon, one of the wisest dudes who walked the planet says, when you do a joke and you say just kidding, it is like shooting a firebrand at someone. Does just kidding work? No, it hurts. 
It actually says, so picture, try to picture someone saying, ah, oh, joke, and then they're just kidding, and they shot an arrow at you that had tar on it that was on fire. Just kidding. <laughs> when we say just kidding, we're done. So I don't allow just kidding. Does that make sense? So I don't know, Catherine, if that helps a little bit, but just some practical steps is A, relational, B, love, but we also need to stop and deal with it, right? That's hard. Hold people accountable to their words. We're not off topic. We're talking about the power of words and what was the opening lesson in Shakespeare class? <laughs> the power of words, right? Yeah. I think like, I, I don't want to say like, basically like suspended or anything, but I think it could be like a little harder, like the back teacher be a little harder on it. Say that again? I think like the teacher should be like a little harder on Totally. I appreciate your candor and honesty about, by the way, is he alone? <laughs> Who else has said stupid stuff? <laughs> right? I mean, you're not alone there. I think in a classroom setting where kids are being put under the entrustment of the teacher, if I'm not making it safe for who? Just you? I've got to make it safe for everybody. I mean, FYI, I, I've, been, I've traveled the country going to different schools to try and promote this type of safety. It's really weird. I didn't expect that God would use me for that message. But I'm realizing we don't do it. In a Christian school, we need to, period. There's no excuse. It would be great in a public school as well. I mean, people are under responsibility as well. But in a Christian school, there should be zero tolerance for it. I hate hearing about the kids who go through this school and I find out later they were bullied here. I hate it. And by the way, if you don't, that's part of the problem. <laughs> if you think, can't we get on to the next thing, Dominguez? You're probably part of the problem then. This is a huge deal for, see, this is the issue in this culture. Every child, every single kid, every student, should feel safe. 98% of the students feeling safe, we're not there. Just remember that student is a person who's going home to a family, right? Like every single student. Yeah, so it would help if teachers would take it more seriously, I agree. I tell teachers this in my conferences, I tell them, if you don't have time to deal with the bullying and you're letting the bullying happen in your class, but you're, I, I gotta teach math, is the kid who's getting bullied learning math? No, <laughs> so, like, oh, so I'm just gonna overlook the unsafe room and try to get onto my stuff and just, I gotta teach the math? There's no way you're teaching, you're maybe teaching math, but the, the, some of the students in your classroom are not learning math because they're dealing with the pain and the anguish of being bullied and being unsafe, right? That's why in some schools they started feeding kids breakfast because they were coming to school without food. They have, can you pay attention if you haven't eaten and you're six? No way, right? Same thing with safety. If you don't feel safe, like you're gonna learn calculus. <laughs> you know, like, no way. All right, welcome to class.
we're, uh, we're on page 175. We're talking about bullying right now. Malvolio just told Maria and Toby to go kill themselves. Yeah, I know, right? Like, the horror, right? <laughs> Thank you, Shakespeare. <laughs> so. Well, I don't know if all of you are loving it, but I'm loving first period. I really appreciate your willingness to have some dialogue, to listen to each other. This is why we're in this class. Shakespeare's putting this stuff up on stage 400 years ago, hoping that someone will listen, right? Maybe talk about it. I remember having a bunch of students say, well, what do we do if the teachers don't do anything about it? Well, you can talk to the teacher, right? I love the concept of community code. Because if I miss something, but we all signed our names over there, if I miss someone bullying someone else, but you agreed to be loving, well, what's a loving thing to do? What can you do for the student who just got hurt in my class? Yeah, speak up. Favorite moment on my adventure trips, one of my favorite moments is when day three or day four, I start hearing, hey, hey, community code, right? And the kids are throwing the, and then sometimes they're like making fun of it on some level, like, whoa, 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 community code, you can't do that, we all signed our names. I'm like, ah, it just happened. Because it's not about me imposing something, it's about them doing what? Protecting the community, right? Should we keep going? Thanks, those of you who are asking questions and, and joining in. Remember, I, part of what we're doing here is it's not necessarily about solving it all right now, right? Shakespeare's bringing this stuff up, spectrum of love, sub, you know, the subplot, subplot, the bullying that's in this play. And the ego, right? Oh my gosh. I find it intriguing is yes, the drunken fools are being jerks, right? Yes, they're mocking him, they're teasing him, they're making fun of him. But now what has Shakespeare just showed us? The arrogant, ego-filled Christian of the play is just as vile, right? Any Zoomers? Thoughts? Keep going. All right. Yeah, was he able to hurt them? No. It's possible. <laughs> Page 175. Like, I couldn't even believe it. Oh, Love that line. Is already in the belief that he's mad. We may carry it thus for our pleasure and his penance. Wait, what did he just say? <laughs> what? I have no idea. Let's, that's why we're stopping it. We're studying Shakespeare. Go to page 175, line 130. Come, we'll tie him up and throw him in the dumpster. 
and then we'll try to make him actually go insane. I mean, he's not right now, but we're gonna see if we can, this'll be fun. Let's see if we can make him go crazy. And we'll do that for what? Our what? Pleasure. Pleasure, our entertainment. We don't have TV, we don't have YouTube, so might as well do something. And penance. Penance is something that you self-impose with a priest to show that you're sorry for your sins. Penance is not something that you impose on someone else. <laughs> right? Midair, you had a hand go up? Yeah, 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 right? We're going to see if we can, I mean, this is that like, concept, if you get it off the screen. We're going to take a freshman, tie him up, and lock him in a locker, but he, make it so that he can't yell to get help. That'll be funny, won't it? It happens, but better not happen here. We'll throw him in the dumpster, because he's trash. They're going to do it for entertainment. I, I think it's interesting. Look at him. He's just in his own world here. And look at their faces. They're like, wait, what did you just say? Could they stop it right now? Yeah, yeah but they don't, which is what we were just talking about, right? Oh, here's Andrew's letter. <laughs> here we go. This is Shakespeare, right? It just keeps going. I want this vinegar and pepper it. Is it so saucy? <laughs> saucy, there it is again. So here's his challenge to a duel. You, whatsoever thou art, thou art but a scurvy fellow. 176. Look. Now it comes to the lady Olivia, and in my sight she uses thee kindly. But that is not the matter I challenge thee for. Very brief, and to exceeding good sense. <laughs> <laughs> I will waylay thee going home, where, if it be thy chance to kill me, good. <laughs> See. Thou killst me like a rogue and a villain. So what type of duel is this? To the death. So just in case you missed it, right? So this is his challenge. This is the walking up with the glove and right? I challenge you to a duel. Still, you keep to the windy side of the law. Very well. Then God have mercy upon one of our souls. He may have mercy upon mine. <laughs> what? But my hope is better. And so look to thyself. Thy friend. <laughs> What? <laughs> Who? As thou uses him and thy sworn enemy. 177. There it is. If this letter move him not, his legs cannot. I'll give it. He is now in some commerce with my lady, but we'll buy and buy his property. Oh, Sir Andrew, scout me for him at the corner of the orchard like a, like a bum baby. As soon as thou seest him, draw thy sword. As thou drawest him, swear upon him. Oh, man! There, let me alone for swearing. I'll deliver his challenge by word of right. mouth. Are they going to give him the letter? No. <sighs> what are you asking me that I'll deny? Whoa! That this your true love for my master. How with my honor may I give him that which I've given to you? I will acquit you. Thou art a fool. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm stopping a lot, but did you hear what she just said? Did anybody catch it? I mean, we went from begging now to what? 
you can ask me, what would you ask for me that I would deny? What do you want? You can have whatever you want. Whoa! Is that a healthy thing to say, ladies? <laughs> uh, no. Not safe. Not smart. FYI. That's on page 178 and 179. So this is where you get classic Shakespeare. People are running on stage this way, and then they're running on this way, and there's no really cut scene stuff. It's just one big, massive, woo, everything's flowing. Keep going. Are we catching what's happening? Cesario's at Olivia's house, and Sebastian's supposed to be going to Orsino's house. Philip, will you make me believe that I'm not sent for you? But where is he? Go to Go to. We'll come again tomorrow. Everywhere. Well. Like like She's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Page 179 and following. Let me be clear of me. Well, held out. Gentlemen, God's sake. That defense thou hast, betake thee to it. Of what nature the wrongs are thou hast done him, I know not. But thy interceptor, bloody as the hunter. Wait, what? Attends thee at the orchard end. You mistake, sir. I, I'm sure neither man have any quarrel to me. You'll find it otherwise, I assure you. Therefore, if you hold your life at any price, betake you to your guard. For your opposite hath in him what youth, strength. <laughs> so as you were reading this, if you didn't catch it, what is Toby saying to Cesario about Andrew? That he's what? Really good fighter. <laughs> so it's like, he challenged you to a duel. You have to accept it for his honor. Sorry. Oh, and by the way, he's killed a bunch of people. He's a really good fighter. So what's Cesario doing? Like, <sighs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't do anything wrong. What's going on? So she's trying to back out. I mean, if I, had, if I had the druthers, I would pull up Hamilton, right? I'm not throwing away my shot and then the letters back and forth about the duel, right? Like it's that whole thing, for those of you who know Hamilton. But here it is, it's the duel, it's challenged to a duel. They're gonna go to Andrew then and say, yeah, you challenged Cesario, Cesario has accepted. Oh, and by the way, unfortunately, you didn't know this, but he's an amazing fighter. Right? Is that what's going on? So they're, they're amping each other up against the other. Clear? Got it? Okay. Yeah? Uh, what is the of the um, I'm so sorry. I can't hear you all the way in the back. Like, uh, what is um, the purpose of Sir Toby doing this? Do we all is? Why are you doing it? For, for liquor. Yeah. For the liquor. For fun. He thinks it's fun. Keep Andrew around, right? It's entertainment. By the way, like it, someone could die. Yeah, it's like someone could die here. Is this just a, a silly practical joke? For them it is, but Andrew or Cesario could actually get stabbed and die. This is the people like, hey, after school, let's both get in the car, right? And we'll drive towards each other and whoever turns off is the coward. Right? You guys have heard that thing we called chicken, right? That's funny. Like, yeah, that's hysterical. Yeah, let's do it. Good idea or bad idea? 
someone could die, but it might be entertaining. I mean, how bored are we when we have to come up with that for entertainment? Yeah? We tracking? Skill and wrath can furnish me. What is he? He's a devil in private brawl. Souls and bodies have been divorced. <laughs> I will return again into the house and desire some conduct of the lady. Oh. I am no fighter. I beseech you to know the night. What my objective to him is. It is something of my negligence. Nothing of my purpose. Signor Fabian, stand you by the gentleman till I return. I pray you send you nervous, my son. I know the knight is incensed against you, even to a mortal arbitrary. There it is, mortal, right? The to the death. I have not seen such a farrago. I, I have a pass with him, and he gives me the stuck in with such a mortal motion that it is inevitable. They say he has been an offensor to the Shah of Persia. Toxalt. <laughs> I'm not meddling with him. Uh, but he will not now be pacified. Fabian can scarce hold him, your man. <laughs> can't. Let him let the matter slip and. I give my horse. <laughs> He's like, oh, let's drop it. Let's drop it. I'll give him my horse to say I'm sorry. He's totally going to just drop it. No. That comes up later with the whole horse thing. And I'll, I'll make the motion. Stand here. Good show on. I'll ride your horse as well as I ride you. <laughs> I'll make you peace with him if I can. Oh, I'll be much better for it. I have persuaded him. The devil. He is as horribly conceited of him. Mm -hmm. All right, how's it going? There's no remedy, sir. He will fight with you for his own sake. Give ground if you seem furious. Oh, Sir Andrew, there's no remedy. The gentleman will, for his honor's sake, have one bout with you. They're both freaked right. out. <laughs> right now as we set this up right we're gonna watch it there'll be a fight fencing fight but I think it's really intriguing here Andrew is a knight yeah yeah Andrew is a knight knights are supposed to protect women not what kill them and fight them so there's that so see that layer of irony what Shakespeare's putting on stage is a knight who's gonna potentially kill a woman right flip it around, and now you have Viola, who's a girl, who's going to fight who? A man. And so what is Shakespeare saying about women? Girl power? Girls are people too. Girls can fight. Girls can handle this. Depending on how you want to frame it as a director, but he at least puts it on stage that women can fight as well. Women can do what men are doing. Right? And so let's honor women and celebrate their capabilities, right? So there's this weird double irony in all of this. And it's slapstick humor in the middle of a comedy. Fair enough? Although someone could die and they think this is entertainment. Come on. Ah! 
It's Sebastian who is there to save and help, right? Talking about the horse. She's like, what? I rest thee in the name of Orsino. You do mistake me, sir. No, sir, no jot. I know your favor well. Oh, now you wear no sea cap on your head. Take him away. He knows I know him well. 184. I must obey. This Go comes on. with seeking you. What will you do? Now my necessity makes me to ask you for my purse. Come I must entreat of you some of that money. What money, sir? For the fair kindness you showed me here, I'll lend you something. 186. You deny me nothing. <laughs> Come, sir, I'm pretty go. This youth that you see here, I snatched one half out of the jaws of death. What's that to us? Go tell my lord Orsino, we will hold him here. He said what? Very dishonest Sebastian. boy, more a coward than a hare. Leaving his friend here in necessity and denying it. The coward. Must mm. devout coward. Mm. Religious in it. I'll after him again and vision! Do do cuff him soundly. But never draw my sword! Oh, I do not. Oh, act four. Fire! Act four. Where's Malvolia? Yeah, hey. Yeah. Well, we're not going to do that for today. <laughs> but that's where we're going. They literally lock him and throw him in the dark house. What's the deal with Sebastian and that guy? Yeah, so let's back it up. Sebastian and Antonio? Yeah, I went to Sebastian. Okay, so let's do this. Okay. 
So, we'll wrap it up with this. Let's just take a few minutes and make sure we get some context here. Andrew and Cesario are fighting. It's really Andrew and Viola, but Cesario looks like who? Sebastian. So Antonio is hiding and he hears a fight in the background. And so, you know, he, he's there to protect, protect Sebastian. So he gets out of his little hiding spot there and pokes his head up over the wall. And what does he see? Well, what does he see? Oh my goodness, the guy I'm here to protect is in a fight. Ah! So what is Antonio going to do? Go protect his friend. Interestingly, just on a side note, Antonio saved Sebastian from the ocean, and now he just saved who? Viola. Viola from a sword fight. Pretty cool dude, right? So does that make sense now what's going on? is He thinks it's Sebastian, and he steps in to save her, but it's really, I mean, he steps in to save him, but it's really her, yeah. Yeah, so that's some of the hints from earlier. Remember, he says, if I'm caught here, that's why he's in disguise, if I'm caught here, I was in a sea fight, and I killed some of Orsino's men in that sea battle. So if I'm caught in Illyria, Orsino's going to be pissed. Does that make sense? And so that's why he's in disguise, but he's, he's willing to risk himself to protect Sebastian. And now he just does it. He's like, oh, no, Sebastian, I said I would help you. And so he goes in to help Sebastian. The whole thing ends, and Viola's like, wait, he said who? He thinks I'm who? Maybe he's what? <gasps> Act four is what's next, right? So this is the, do you see the climax in Act three? It's like, look what Shakespeare just set up, this whole thing. We tracking? Now, we've been following Antonio all along. In this scene, how is Antonio doing, looking as a good friend? Come on, good friend, what did he just do? Risked his life, stepped in front of him, and was willing to be arrested for his friend. I want to ratchet that up a little bit. He's not only being a good friend right now. Everybody, put your phones down, grab your book, and go to these pages. Okay, page 184, line 300 and following. I want you to underline some of these lines. And just see, see what they're saying. What's, what's literal, just the words. If this young gentleman have done offense, I take his fault on me. I know. <laughs> Why is he doing this? Wait, who are the two guys that almost have like a weird... That's Antonio and Sebastian. Yeah. So Antonio and Sebastian, not Viola, but Sebastian... But what did he just say? If he's done any offense, I take the fault. Who does that sound like? Jesus. Jesus. I wrote it in my margin. What? If you offend him, I defy you. Look at this stuff. Right? I'll do more for his love. Right? One, sir, that for his love dares yet do more. He's willing to risk his life out of his love for Sebastian. And then he needs some money because he's getting dragged off. He's like, hey, I gave you my money earlier. Can I have some of that money? Does Viola understand what's going on? No, she's like, I'll give you some money. Like, I'm, thanks for saving my life. Here's some money. Miscommunication, right? 
But then go to page. What was that? Why does he get mad though when she when she said she was gonna give him some money? She took him on his wall down. Yeah. And he's like, can I have a little money right now to get out of this? And she's like, yeah, whatever. Here's a little bit. He's like, seriously? Look at the language. Will you deny me now? Did everybody catch that? Did the word deny? <laughs> Over money? What's that? Judas. 30 pieces of silver. Denying Jesus. Are we tracking? And Peter denying Jesus. Like this is, Antonio is now literally becoming almost a Christ figure here. Does that make sense? The language that Shakespeare is using. He's being like Jesus. Woo! This youth you see here, I snatched out of the jaws of death, relieved him out of love, right? I, I followed him with deep devotion. He calls him Sebastian right there. I want to throw this out there. How is Antonio as a really good friend? Yeah, and by the way, I had said, where do we see Christ in this play? Well, we've seen it already in Viola serving Orsino sacrificially. But where are we seeing it? In this sub-character, Antonio, who's sacrificing his life, who's getting denied, who's willing to do all this out of love for his friend. Fair enough? Although, ironically, we have subtext with this same character. You had a hand up. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I was just going to wonder, so my, my theme is family. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, like, I don't know if it's like a homosexual thing, but it's almost like, could you take it as like a family theme too? Totally. Like doing everything that you would almost do for like a sibling or something. Exactly. That's part of why family's one of the hardest ones to follow. So cheers. It's really hard. But when you start seeing it, you're like, wait. There's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's what the Bible says. Jesus says about his family, family is the one who follows me and loves each other. Maybe we're getting a new definition of family and brotherhood here. Antonio is being like a true brother, right? Even if like, it's kind of hard to find close to family, because like, they're probably still like sister and stuff, but like, even like the last thing, just to find three quotes is hard. So if you have to find like, direct quotes, or even if you just like, turn something Oh yeah, out, like, you don't have to do direct quotes. This scene right here, family, because we have a brotherhood here, a sacrifice of family. You totally got it, nice work. Give it, let's give it up right there. Right? So now, could this be homosexual attraction and he's willing to give his life for the love of this man? Could it be that? In the subtext, is it there? Yeah. I, I actually, if you're going to follow that theme, then remember, Shakespeare's using the character who's like Christ to deal with that issue. Does that make sense? <laughs> so he's not just throwing this person under the bus. This is sacrificial love. We've got to call it what it is. But if it's homosexual attraction, how will that work its way out. If it's sacrificial love like Christ, well, what, did, what happened to Christ in his love for humanity? He got what? Yeah, killed, taken off, and thrown in jail, like, right? Like, so you have that there. And it, you have good friend, but miscommunication in a really good friendship. Can that create tension and frustration and misunderstanding? But at the very least, he's being a really good friend. And then I love what you've done here, right, Liv? Now we're into like, this is like family. This is like a brother who would sacrifice everything to help out his own brother. 
Cool. Go, Antonio. <laughs> All right. Complex character. Go, Shakespeare. Look what Shakespeare can do with this one sub-character. It's pretty amazing. Other thoughts? Miscommunication? What's, what's the disguise, Viola's disguise now doing? <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say, because uh, I'm disguised, so I like, have yeah. been underlining this. I pretty much have just been focusing on any time where her like, disguise is like, brought an issue into the story. Because <laughs> it's happened a lot, and like, even like, she like, almost like, outs herself several times. Yeah. And I think that for this, it's like, he just sees that they look alike, even though they look kind of different. Yeah. So the disguise got her into a duel. Yeah. She almost dies. The disguise puts Antonio at risk and gets him in jail. Yeah. Ah! It makes a lot more sense when we're watching. When I read this, I was yeah. like, what is going on? I, that's actually one of my closing comments here is this scene in particular, just the dialogue and everything that's going on, you need to what? You, you need to see it. Because was it better to watch it? Yeah. Even better when we act it out. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to do the fencing stuff for our class with COVID. And I think the foils are creating a six foot distance. I don't know, but we're touching them. So we'll still get there. Hopefully by Hamlet, I'll have figured out a way to wipe down the foils and allow us to still fence. Yes, would we be interested in that? Yeah. Well, you can start seeing like it's going to come up um, in this. So yeah, we're seeing the consequences of the disguise. We're seeing Malvolio's consequences of the misinterpretation. We're seeing all this bullying, right? We're seeing the complexity of love. What is love? There's a lot going on in Shakespeare. How are we doing at the end of Act 3 with the story? I guess my question to you as we wrap up today, when we go through the faces, Act 1, ah, right? Act 2, eh, maybe? How are we here at the end of Act 3? Do you know the characters? Do we know the plot? Do we kind of know the story? Are we getting, is the language getting, I mean, it's hard, but are we getting a little better, especially when we see it? Yeah? Cool, nice job. And then on some level, do you feel like we could just dive into act four right now if we wanted to? We probably could, and I bet, I bet you could track the last half hour of this movie without me stopping it all the time. <laughs> Maybe you'd prefer that, I get it. Right, although we're still in school. Awesome job today. Thank you for a nice, rich conversation about bullying and your comments. Nice job unpacking this stuff here. Um, I'd like you to start dipping into Act 4 for Friday. All right? And it's short and sweet and pretty focused. And what we'll do on Friday is we will watch Act 4. We'll discuss it as much as you want. And then if there's any time left, I'll just give you reading time to close out the week to get ready for next week. Go team. Go team. Nice job. Nice job today. You guys did awesome. Good idea. So we could do this for heading out today, should we? I mean, it might be worth it. Yes, yes. All right, see you guys around Thanks, guys. Peace out.